welcome back to Coffee and Christ, episode 12. Big deal. Big deal. It's a big deal to have 12 episodes. Let us know when you think we should switch seasons. We've been talking about it a lot. We're like, do we stop after Matthew? Or do we just stop after whenever we want to stop? It'd be like Grey's Anatomy and we'll just have... 19 seasons. And keep going. Are they on 19? I believe so. I'm almost done. Really? I kind of... When did they switch to Hulu? After season 17. Well, that's when I stopped. I just, I, I just made the transition to Hulu just now. I think I attempted it. At, wait, how far are you? Um, season 19. No, oh, okay. 18. So, so you, you, like, I think I stopped when, like, I think Meredith was, like, dying. And, like, yeah, she, she was yeah. on, she was, like, on the shoreline. Mm-hmm. And, like, she talked to all of the people who had passed. And they, that's, that was I, deep. I think that was about as far as I how got. How can you stop after that? You know what? I should. Okay, you know why I stopped? Hmm. It's because that because we have Spotify Premium, and then you used to get Hulu and Showtime with Spotify Premium. Well, then the credit card got um, got expired, or the debit card. I don't even know what cards are, but <laughs> anywho, it expired, and we had to put in a new debit. It was a debit card. Mm-hmm. All right, and um, and then since we did that, it kind of canceled our old subscription. That's one. <laughs> and, I forgot. I was forgot. I'm not allowed to do that. And then, uh, so it kind of like got rid of Hulu for us. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been on Hulu in a while. I think we like mooch off of people. I don't know if that's illegal, but I think it is. Well, Ty mooches off of me. I, I wasn't even aware that I had Hulu until I walked into Ty's room and it said, "Who's watching?" Dylan. Dylan. And I went, "Is that mine?" And he goes, "Aren't you using yes. his uh, Disney?" Um, I don't have. I don't have Disney Plus, but I was using his. For I was like his. When you log into Disney in here, it says Ty and mm-hmm. somebody else. Like two other people, I think. Yeah, he probably mooches off of somebody else. Ty is the biggest moocher, moocher when it comes to online streaming than anyone I've ever met. That's okay. But that's, that's how the world works. That's kind of funny. I mean, I'm a 22-year-old financially stable adult, and I still use Mooch. my sister's Netflix. and her husband's Netflix. Yeah, well, for a time, we swapped... And like they paid for Netflix and I paid for Disney Plus. I remember that. Yeah. And then I canceled Disney Plus, and then they got their own. But I'm still on their Netflix. It doesn't hurt anyone. Like, I don't understand why people are like sharing is caring. Exactly. Now the one thing I don't care that Ty uses my Hulu, but the one thing I do charge for is YouTube TV. I charge Ty for it because it's seventy dollars. I was month. like, they gouge you for mm-hmm. that stuff. So I pay thirty five, and Ty pays thirty five, and I charge him on it on Venmo every month because when it comes out, I'm like, oh my gosh, seventy dollars. But it's worth it. I love YouTube TV. I do too. It's really nice. Just uh, I don't know what we used to have. I think we had Direct or Dish. I think you had Direct. I think so too. But like, it's just weird. I don't know. I, I can't imagine myself going back to that now. Go to my parents' house. I'm like, what is this? Number one, Jay and Amy's TV is that thick. I'm trying to talk them into getting a new TV. They should. They've had that TV in their living room since they built the house. When was that? I was in third grade. I think it's about. I'm 22, so that house is now. How how old are you in third grade? Kindergarten's five. First grade six. Second grade is seven. Third grade's eight. No, you're older than eight in the third grade. No, that sounds about right. We'll go. We'll run with it. Whatever. 
Eight. And I'm 22 now, so the house is definitely like almost 15 years old now. See, that's it's about time for a new one. Which have you seen their new deck? Did I even tell you about this? What do you mean their new deck? They like you know the back porch where the hot tub is and stuff. Yeah, they completely redesigned it. Really? And so there's like it's the same footprint, but there's a deck. And I didn't like this until I saw it with mm-hmm. my own eyes. Because Dad was explaining it, I'm like, that's weird. But it's a big deck. Like the same footprint, has the hot tub, grill, table, everything. Yeah. Then it goes down a step, or two steps, to another deck the same size. Okay. And then there's steps from that deck that go down to the fire pit. Well, your So house, it's, it's a double-decker deck. I was like, it's a drop-off back there. It is. Like it is very, like 30 feet. Yeah, here. it's very steep. And it's not even on stilts. It's just, it's a drop-off. Like, so... That's a cool idea. It's really pretty. That's really cool. And they put like the cool, like the Trex. It's not real wood, but it's like that plastic. Yeah. yeah nice yeah. wood. No. Nice decking material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to come see it. It's really cool. That's nice. And then steps that go down into their fire pit. I need to go see it when I'm down there for the firework tent. Yes. That, oh, that's also coming up. Wood Family Fireworks celebrating 25 years. Really? Yep. Wow. So our 25th year of Selling Fire. And it even says it on our t-shirt. Celebrating 25 years, which I ordered you t-shirts. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I will be there. But I'm excited about it. That's awesome. Jay told me he wasn't starting it early like the other people. We don't. They, everyone sells from the 20th of June to the 5th of July. Okay. We sell from the 24th to the 4th. And that's it. We don't, we do not open on the 5th. Why do people open on the fifth? To make more money, I guess. Well, who's see, going we, and buying fireworks after? They'll what they do is they drop their prices, and people uh, will come buy them for and next then, like, year. Keep them all year, and we don't care, <laughs> honestly. Like that's that just seems pointless. We the last three years, we have completely sold out by like four p.m. on July fourth, and we're we're done. That's that's, that's the way to do it. You relax. It is fun. I love fireworks though. Like it's really fun. I see all these people that I have not seen in a long time, some of which is good, some of which Awkward. is not good. One time I saw a person of whom shall not be named, and I went and hid in the building till she left. Until it left. Doesn't give away who it is. <laughs> now everyone knows it was a woman. But anyway, some, some people, like some... People are good that you haven't seen in a while, but it's just fun. Like just go there with your family. I don't get to see my family a lot, so it's it's fun. Yeah, but catch up time. The only thing I don't like is which is it gets it over with. But see, typically we used to like close down on the fourth, but we used to be there till like midnight. Yeah, but now we're not because we sell out, which is great. But we used to stay in the night. As soon as we were done, we would just go home, and like the next week come take the tents down. But now. We do it all on July 4th. The moment we sell out, the tents come down, we go home. It's really easier that way. It is, but like it, in the moment, you're just like, Ugh, yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. But it is worth it to get it done. Completely done. And me and my bro-in-law, Josh, hit golf balls across the highway, try to beat cars. <laughs> okay. It's fun. I'm sure. It's fun. Until you hit one, and you're like, sorry. And we put... You know what? I won't. I won't say what I was about to say. Anyway, we do fun things. The fireworks in the fire pit. No, in the in the the drain system of the highway. At the grates. Yeah. 
that's a joke. We don't do that. I don't. I don't know. I don't who know do who in their right mind probably would ever put a mortar sewer in a sewer system down in. Yeah, that's just that's off gross. It is rude. Dumb. Yeah. Not not respecting the city's property. Yeah. Who would let you do? Let this person do that. Whoever is doing that, please stop. Imbeciles. Please stop. I will find your mother, and I will tell her. That's no joke. Anyway, <laughs> we do fun things. It is fun to be up there. So, just a lot of work. Yeah. So this out. is the first year I'll be there, all the entire time. I'll be there. That's true. You'll be there some too. Mm-hmm. Last year, because it's always been camp, inspire, and I'm there at the last two days of the tent. Yeah. And I always get a lot of hate for it from my family. But I can see that. This year I'm the, I'm all in. There you go. They have nothing to hate about. I'm all in. Because you're there for them. They're day and night for ten days. The sweat of your brow. I sweat when I walk fast. <laughs> so it's not normal or not uncommon to have the sweat. My sweat equity poured into something. True. But well, anything else interesting happened to you at well, all? I'm in a day. The, the week is early. It's true. So a l- there's a lot of room for good things, a lot of room for bad things. So That's true. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I almost hit a deer last night going home from camp. Short Mountain Bible Camp was also this week. So cow- high school boys counselor. That's whoop, whoop. fun. Driving back and forth. But I saw like 20 deer last night. I'm like, you stay in your ditch. I'll stay on the road. Because I wasn't going to slow down. <laughs> I was moving. A rail this deer. I thought about that. In my new truck. Yeah, that would that would that'd be awful. I would probably burst into tears. I wouldn't be surprised. Just ride a bike. <laughs> Everywhere. Wouldn't recommend it. You do. You learn how to ride a bike, I though. I do that's, know that's how to awesome. ride a bike, and I would not ever do it. Yeah, it's bike riding really is... And I feel like an exercise of Satan... The moment somebody can mount a full-size leather truck seat on a bike is the day I'll ride it. Like, I want to recline in my seat <laughs> and drive the bike. And I want it to drive it for me. Like, I don't want to, like, pedal. No. It needs to have a motor. I'll steer. And I want the air conditioning to be blowing in my face. I want a windshield. Wow, you're really going deep. I basically just want to get drunk. <laughs> I mean, you have the air conditioner, the natural air conditioner from the Lord. True. Wind. Yes, that's what it is. True. But, wind. I will start reading in Matthew 10, since you really showed out last, the other day. I almost said last week. You really showed out. You did good. <laughs> it was the other day. You read more than you've ever read on the podcast. You know what? That's like, and you, you just, whenever it. you want me to, you just, you say the word. You killed it. I will... Read Matthew 10. And I'm not great with names, so if I butcher one of them, just roll with it. You got these. Come on, these I know, apostles. But, I know, but still. You know, this is like one of the only times that the word apostle is mentioned in the gospel. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fine. It is neat. All right, and he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, 
in so when they list the 12 in the other three gospels um every single one of them have the same thing in common where simon is simon peter's first and Mm -hmm. uh judas is last Hmm. interesting Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of cool that that everyone the they're all mixed up a little bit, but Simon Peter is always first and Judas is always last. It's I, I like it too that it's and Judas Iscariot, comma, who betrayed him. Yeah, I get that a lot from my family. It's like an afterthought like. because my it's like a stab, like a little jab. Yeah, my sister and Josh do that because every year. Witten's birthday party, party and birthday party, birthday and birthday party are while I'm in Mexico, including this year. And so it's always... Really? It would change a week. Yep. How does that happen? Her birthday party is that Saturday when we come home and we're not going to get back until like midnight. But it's always like, and her Uncle Dylan, who's never at her parties. Oh my I'm like, rude. Stop. Sorry. I feel bad enough. If you're listening, stop it. Get, Get some help. help. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's funny. It just and Jesus is scary. Who betrayed Jesus? He betrayed him. Which is a big deal. He deserves the jabs. But still, it's like, wow. Oh, dang. <laughs> wow. All right, verse 5. Uh, These twelve Jesus sent out and instructed them, saying, uh, Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Uh, You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, uh, no bag for your journey, or or two tunics or sandals or a staff for the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. Um, but if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone who will, will not receive you or listen to your words, listen to this, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah for, than for that town. So, what I gather from this is, you know, it shows you, I guess, the dedication of the disciples mm-hmm. because in every account that we see when he's calling his disciples together it's he calls them and they go yeah but what I find interesting and this is just me that he's telling them at first you know don't take any money we're not we're not doing this for money it's not what it's about um, the laborer deserves his food but in verse 13 and whatever town or village you enter find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. Now, I could not handle that. <laughs> because I need to know my rule on vacation. Like when we travel anywhere. Like I don't have to have... Okay, let's not even use a vacation. Like say we're just traveling. Yeah. I don't need to have a detailed itinerary. Yeah. But I want to know where I'm staying. Like the address of where I'm going, which is good. I'm not just going to start driving. Yeah. And then like... An idea of what we're going to do for dinner. That's a big deal for me. But Jesus is saying, the only thing that you're really going to get is food. And then when you go into a town, ask around, find out the good people that are there, and basically stay with them. 
Yeah, it's but just, I need to know where I'm gonna stay. It's just having that complete confidence and trust in God, and that's that's that's. I mean, I can't imagine that in their day because no. like they don't have streets, they don't have. I mean, we we have programs for people who are homeless and stuff like that, but now there they're like, you know what? Um, maybe we should travel up this dirt road, and maybe there's a guy up here that's kind of nice. Yeah, for real. Like, or maybe he could kill us because they could get away with murder, probably a whole lot easier than so. Mm-hmm. It's very scary time that you have to completely trust that God's got me. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I respect them for that. Because could, could you do it? I'm no. Asking. I would be no. like, Jesus, I don't know about this. You don't have hotel reservations anywhere. Or <laughs> <Is there laughs> anywhere close. Is there a Holiday Inn close to me? <laughs> I have points at Marriott Inn. Can they be used? <laughs> but I don't know. I just Is breakfast in, <laughs> provided? Do I have to call room service? Or do I just know what time I wake up? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't like just sit out on this journey and not know where I'm going to sleep. Yeah. But you know, it also, it shows you, I'm not trying to be mean, but it shows you how weak we are as a people now versus back then. I would say pampered. Pampered? Oh, I mean, as a Christian, Christians even, just pampered? I just think like we're really, we're used to everything. Like I know people who think they were like... They were born with silver spoons, and mm. so at a young age, they weren't. That's the thing, too. They definitely weren't. They had to work for their stuff, but then when they get a little older, they're like, we, I should just get this. I don't have to work for that. Yeah. And I. that's kind of like also what uh, the media and society is kind of also pushing. So, But, like, you deserve this. Like, there was a, So there was a box of donuts at Action the other day, and on the box it said, you deserve a donut. Uh-huh. And Brian said that to me. And Brian, I didn't, which one? Not McLaughlin. Other Brian. Yeah. Okay. And I and I didn't read the box yet. And I was like, oh, you're so nice. I was like, I might just get one. And he, and he turned the box. He goes, he goes, it says it on the box. I was like, thanks, you Brian. You guys were having a moment. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for noticing all the hard work that he I like, do. Turned the box. He goes, it's on the box. He <laughs> walked past me. And I was like, all right, I'll make that fitting. Have a great day. Then you just feel awkward after that. You're just like. That was funny. I was just like, all right. That's funny. That was, that's funny. We almost had a moment. Not quite. Not anymore. The moment's gone. But I think, you know, I've heard so, like, the reasons why people will leave the church sometimes are the most ridiculous, like, well, so-and-so is mean. Yeah. What'd they say to you? Well, they said, well, that's just who they are. It's just their personality. Get over it. Yeah. Like, that's just who they are. You're not there to be their well, best so friend. Well, so-and-so didn't invite me to get over it okay we're all people we're all gonna fight mm-hmm. but that that's what makes me mad is like people will leave the church over ridiculous stuff and turn their back on God I guess because something happened in their life and they're like well God's not being fair to me imagine if God said won't y'all just start walking and stay at whoever's house that's the people that are nice yep and they're like okay we'd be like God what did you say walk you know if anybody's tempted at all nowadays or put through fire they're just like I can't believe God would do this to me mm-hmm. and like I'm guilty of it too we're all guilty of it but there's a, there's also moments you just get over it and you're like, but the, people will literally jeopardize their salvation and walk away from God because of something that happened and they're just like I just can't believe God would ever do that to me no yeah. but now we're getting an example of the disciples Alright guys, and these are the disciples. You would think if anybody got special treatment, it would be them because they're 12 of his closest friends. 
Yeah. Right? At the same time, they get, he said in verse 1 that gave them the authority to unclean, mm-hmm. the rule over unclean spirits. They are many Jesuses. Like, they have his power. Mm-hmm. and But no, he's just like, you're still going to have to. He's, you're yourself. still going to stay Maybe in at this people's house. houses. Yeah. So I just think that's, that's interesting because, I mean, I, I would have a hard time with that. Oh, yeah. Like, if anyone said, hey, we're going, like, hey, we're going to the beach. Great. Where are we staying? That's the first words that come out of my mouth. House, hotel, condo, Airbnb. Like, just, I just want to know. And that they didn't ask. They're just, okay, we'll just bring your, you know. We'll ask around. We'll sleep on the dirt if we have to. I mean, that's just, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, um, and then on the end, where I told you to put, not the end, but uh, verse 14. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. What does that mean? I just, for me, I don't want, um, like, people to bring me down. It's really easy to uh, focus, like, very specifically on maybe somebody who's struggling and maybe just needs that extra Christian help. But I heard a quote one time. I hope I say it right. It's that if someone is, if a negative person is down, it's impossible to bring them up. But a negative person can bring a positive person down easily. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I maybe this is not what it's meaning, but this is how I take it, that you can't, at some point, you have to stop. And that's and that's hard. Like, it, it would, it would, it's hard to say no to somebody or to uh, them have them be an afterthought or something like that because they have, they're so focused on not doing this maybe not going to church that you're pouring your heart to them and then they're just like you know what I don't care and then so that just brings you down mentally and physically so at some point he's just saying here that you gotta just shake off the dust from your feet and move to the next town mm-hmm. you gotta sometimes you gotta move on from people who are negative and people who are trying to uh, jeopardize your relationship with God not saying that it would, but it, it definitely, I think, would have the potential. And so that's, that's what I just think he's saying. What about you? That's, I, mean, I mean, you're exactly right. It's just hard. Like, and, and Jesus is not saying, you know, if you try to spread the gospel one time and then give up. That's not what he's saying. But you're right. At some point, it's just like, move on. Yeah. And more than something with people, you know, that's to us as Christians, if we're trying to spread the gospel and... No one really cares. Those one person that we're trying to talk to about it just doesn't care. Then you're just like, all right, some point you're you lost. Yeah, at some point. And I mean, they said it right. And that that also is kind of scary at the end. That it'll be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. So, I mean, that place got turned into a pillar of salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not a light phrase just to say. Yeah. So. It's basically, and that's what. I mean, if, if we don't obey the gospel... The same for us. I mean, the town of Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be more bearable. If you've read about Sodom and Gomorrah, I can't think of anything worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Completely so, wiped out. How how cool of an image would do you think... Nobody saw it, obviously, because mm-hmm. they all died, and the one person who did see it turned into a pillar of salt. Mm-hmm. But how cool do you think? Like, what do you imagine? Just like a meteor shower just coming down out of nowhere or just like all of a sudden it's gone. I don't really... I thought about that before too. I can't really picture it in my mind. I guess I just... I envision like not really a meteor but like 
great balls of fire, just like, and not like a ball, I mean like this just huge. Like a meteor. No, not really. (laughs) I just imagine just crazy destruction. Yeah. I guess. I don't even know how to describe it. But like, just crazy destruction. I guess meteors. Is it like a great ball of fire coming from space? Yes. But that's not, no, I mean, <laughs> Do you like, mean a meteor? A meteor is more like spherical. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm talking like a big, like long trail of fire, like huge. I'm not talking about a spherical flaming ball. Does this picture? Can I get this full screen? Does this picture suffice? That is... Is this exactly... Yes, but... If you look up Meteor, it's the second picture on <laughs> Safari. How close was that? Wow. I spit all over your arm. I'm sorry. Okay. I guess we envision a meteor shower, okay? I'm sorry. You're like, no, not a meteor. Have you ever seen a meteor that big? No, no. sir, you have not. No, sir, you have so like, not. So like, Only on the land before time. That's a great movie. Yes, it so is. Like, you're thinking like this. That's you, called a meteor have shower. Have you ever seen one of those? You ever seen a meteor shower? I have not. I don't stay up to see them. I guess they happen still sometimes. I don't think they happen this big and this destructive. Well, you don't have to be ugly to me. I mean... Thank you. Back to Matthew chapter 10. <laughs> I envision... What do you envision? You know what? Let's get the attention off of me. I told you. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that part. A meteor. Thank you. A meteor shower yes. is what we both... It, can we keep reading? Yes, because go. Because I feel like I'm just said, saying ridiculous things. Um, in verse 16, again, we're still talking um, to the 12 apostles. It says, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. I'm going to stop right there. One verse. So he's saying, again, 12 of Christ's best friends says, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Do you think that still applies to us today? Yes. I think so. Yes. Because we could read it like this. Behold, Christians, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. And that's why Christians are becoming harder to find Yeah, today. Because no one, they get this idea in their mind, and I've said this before to you, but you, know, you get this idea in your mind that God just does not want me to be unhappy. God, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. God never, your Jesus never says that I don't want you to be unhappy. Yeah. God says, I am preparing a place for you. There are going to be times that it is hard. Yeah, this right here is just a warning. Yeah, like, exactly. You're going to be persecuted. Just letting you know what you need to be is wise like a serpent because everyone hates snakes. So they, you have to be smart, but harmless as a dove. Mm-hmm. I ran over a snake today. Wasn't very wise. Well, he did a dance at the, when I, I looked in the rearview mirror, and he was like squirming. <laughs> you ever seen a dove like smack a person? No. Exactly. Exactly. 
Oh, I thought you had. I was no. like, tell me about this. <laughs> wow. That'd be awesome. But no, exactly. It's just saying that we shouldn't not be aggressive, but we shouldn't, you know, that should not be where our, our mind first goes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was trying to get it to go away. It's considerably less. It is. Like, that's, I think, three. I think so too, but I was about to read verse 17, then I felt it coming. I'm like, I'm just going to have this awkward pause for a minute. Um, but in verse 17, it says, Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and um, kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speaks, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Um, brother will deliver brother over you. Oh, hang on. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father, his child, and children will rise against um, their parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated um, by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee um, to the next, for truly I say to you, you will not have gone through um, all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. I don't know why I had a hard time with that. Okay. But one thing that I think is really interesting is um, beware of men, verse 17, for they will deliver you over to court and flog you in their synagogues. What does flog mean? I feel like aggressively, like, for some reason, like, just like, geese come to mind like when you get like too close to them and they they hiss and they're like i i don't oh, oh, I... <laughs> don't you do you do a better one you do a better one i know you do i'm not gonna do it you just went <laughs> cooper oh my goodness i wish y'all could have seen this <laughs> that's what i think a flog is like like they're they got their wings out they're yelling at you and they're like and they're just running at you and hissing and so I didn't like the way you said hissing. the word hissing. I also like had a hiss at the end. But. Hissing, hissing, but, but that's that's what I think flogging is like. They're aggressively approaching you and like kind of making you overwhelmed, putting you in a corner. Let me paint a good picture of the word flog to you. Okay. So, young Dylan had chickens, and not just like two. I had like thirty. Oh wow! Chickens. I did the chick chain program with 4-H, and I got like 30 baby chicks when they were like two days old. Nice. And I did really well at first, and then after that, like, it just, I didn't, didn't want to fold them anymore. And so, like, at night, my dad would be like, my dad, we and him built this chicken coop. It was nice. Built this big chicken coop, and dad, every night, would be like, Dylan, go put the chickens away for the night. Shut the door. So nothing gets them. And I'm like, they'll be fine. And he's like, no, go shut the chickens up. Well, one night I just refused to do it. And I said, if they die, they die. I don't care. I don't want to walk out there. I think I was in seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade. And I was like, I don't care if they die. I'm done. And so he went out there. Well, we had this one chicken that was different than all the other chickens. And it was like speckled. I think it was a Dom- Dominicker. That sounds right. I think is the, the, and it was mean. Like we had a name for it. And I can't remember his name. But he was just like a mean, like he would chase you around the yard, like mean chicken. And my dad thought all of the chickens were inside. And the Dominecker was sitting on top of the door. 
and like my dad never looked. It was a tall chicken coop. And so he <laughs> goes to shut the door, and when it hit the frame, the chicken jumped on dad's head. Oh my goodness. And started flogging it. And so dad like had this fight, and my mom's like, Dylan, Dylan, come here, your dad's And this chicken was attacking him. And so uh, he came back up, and he was very angry at me. But he you took the flogging. The I should have been the one, but like I just envision that whenever the ESV says and flogged in the synagogue. Like, Imagine Jesus but it's flogged. But it's not like that's funny. It's more than just he's even he's telling them. It's more than just verbal abuse. Like, and you will again in verse eighteen, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake. To bear witness before them and the Gentiles. Now, I want I want y'all to think about this because this is I, we're gonna stay here the rest of the time. Uh, we're gonna read two more verses, but um, you know, when persecution comes, what do you do? I guess because everyone handles it differently. Yeah. What do you think when persecution comes? What do you do? Well, first of all, what is like? How do you define persecution? Well. Persecution then, obviously, was a lot more scarier because those people, like, wanted to kill them, probably, in some instances. So, but for us now, I think it's just, like, like, say, we'll put it in, for me, high school terms. Like, oh, you don't want to come to this party? You'd rather go to your church retreat? Like, why are you so lame? And that's not, like, that's not, like, aggressive, but that's also never been ever said to me. Yeah. Improv, all right, but just that kind of thing that where it's like subtle jabs, just you know, like attacking their character or something along those lines. Like silent judgment. Yeah, that yeah, that's a good one. Like oh yeah, they're like oh they rather go to church or something like that, and you're like oh sorry, I love the Lord. (laughs) Very silently, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I'm sorry that you don't. Yeah, but you know, persecution you know, is is different for every person. And I'll honestly say, I mean, I've talked about it in class, and I got it a little bit. I was also not a good person in high school, but, like, I've never truly been persecuted. I have been I questioned. I, I get questioned a lot, but I've never been, like, bullied, you know, for my faith. And, and I think that's persecution's a little more rare, obviously, in this mm. time. Uh, well, not yeah, our time, but like I, I agree with you. I don't think I've ever just been like really got onto about my religion or anything like that. There, I like I said, I've been you know a bit questioned occasionally, but I've never been persecuted. I'd say you know, and it's funny too. You made the comment the other day like you thought you knew the Bible, and then something happened, and you're like, man, I really don't. Mm-hmm. And that to me, this is like one of those realization moments, moments of realization because you're, we're reading this, we read it together, but he's talking about, okay, well I'm going to be dragged before governors for Jesus' sake, I'm going to be beat, I'm going to be imprisoned you know, and I'm going to have to say something, and Jesus is to the point where he's saying, don't even be scared to say anything like, I'm going to help you, but all these things you know, if I'm like going to Bible camp and I'm sitting in like the like the pre like not pre meeting but like the meeting where everyone's together, and they're like, okay, this week, we are gonna live the life as the disciples lived, and we're gonna be beat, and we're gonna be dragged before judges, and I'm gonna be like, I'm out. Yeah, it's like 
I'm out. But even even if we were like, if that happened today, how many of us would be willing to to stay? Absolutely not. Like, how many of us would be willing to do that for Christ? Absolutely. And I think, and it, I'll say it too. I get on like a Christian high horse sometimes because yeah, I make mistakes. But I mean, I feel like I know the Bible. I feel like I do my best. Like, but this knocks me down. Like this, I'm like, what I. Would I be willing to do it? And I mean, obviously, we're going to say, of course, we would be willing to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. But then when we got to that point where, like, they're dragging me out of the room, how many of us would be like, oh, I'm just kidding. I don't even know Christ. Who's Jesus? I'm out. Yeah. And it's so sad when people do get persecuted, like, to this day, that the moment it happens, even if it's just someone, whatever, even if it's somebody questioning or. Or judging them and they're just like, oh, let's just not talk about it anymore. Yeah, or they just change the subject. Exactly. You know, would we be able to withstand the persecution of this time in Matthew 10? Of course we would be able to. Really? I don't know. One time, um, Kevin Darty did a retreat, and I've told you about this, but I haven't told everyone here, but uh, where we had to walk the life of Jesus during the crucifixion like little plot of his life Mm -hmm. and it started I don't remember what night it was but we were at Camp High Lake and it was he gave us a shirt and I have the shirt but I don't remember what it said on it oh that makes me sad but um we were sat there and we went in groups of three and they chained us to like our our hands and our legs together and we had to like hobble around and then they would take us to an area and then they would take, they wouldn't whip us, but they acted into the marks of it. It was dark outside. They had t-shirts that they like shredded and put, dipped them into red food coloring. And then they would like lay it over our backs. And we were like on the ground too. Like we were completely submissive. Like we could mm-hmm. not have got out and like walked off. And it like, you had to agree to this. And then they threw it over us and we walked the life of Jesus. We had to carry our, they made crosses like out of two by fours enough that where they supported people and like they would carry we had to carry our own cross to this place and then they strapped us into the cross and then they raised us up and we were literally like hanging and at that point you're you're like wow this is just 15 minutes of my night and i felt no pain but this is i mean jesus endured this for a long time mm-hmm. I mean, and he had real stuff and it just that also kind of puts in perspective like I wouldn't do that for anyone. And you think about that, like, what Jesus did for us, why can't we go that far? Like, why do we not want to? Yeah. Because we can't comprehend that love, number one. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't even know how to describe that. Yeah. But when one small thing's happened, one small thing that we don't agree with, we're just like, oh, God, no. Yeah. No, why would you do this to me? And it's stuff that they had to go through you know, was just amazing. And I feel like, I feel like I am a patient person and like would do a lot of things for a lot of people, but... There's a certain point. I don't think that if someone said, hey, just because you're going to be my friend means that you're going to be prosecuted and dragged before governors and beat and put in them. I'd be like, listen, Maybe man, die. I think maybe you should be a lone wolf. <laughs> 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 How do you even have friends? Yeah, like, I think you should just hang out by yourself. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, but we don't think about 
what Christ went through for us at all. Like in our devos for the the cabin devos last night, I talked about that is, you know, the form of humility that Christ did what he did. I mean, we read that Christ had the same authority, or Jesus had the same authority of God in heaven, which the obvious, same person, okay, but different forms. But in heaven, same authority. Like they they can do, he's God. Yeah. And then he humbled himself to the point that he's like, okay, I'm going to go to earth because I love these people so much. And I'm going to be beaten and I'm going to be persecuted and I'm going to be nearly on the verge of death before I die and be miserable and, and then, then die the worst way possible. I mean, he did that. And we, we don't, we don't rep, what, reciprocate. We don't reciprocate those feelings. There we go. Because that's how much he loved us. Well, we should, guys, we should be so on fire for Christ that if someone walked in my house right now and said, oh, are you talking about Jesus with a gun to my head? I should turn around with full confidence and say, yes, I am. Yeah. But how many of us would do that? I mean, it's scary to think about the things that they went through and they're so crazy and, you know, we read so much about Paul and, and when Silas was with them on their missionary journey and then Paul was thrown into prison and all these things. And when he was in prison, he, min- he still ministered to people and <laughs> blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Guys, what we go through is pretty small compared to this. Yeah. So don't, when, when you are persecuted, don't sit down and quit you can sulk for a while. That's fine. <laughs> but don't don't give up. Don't quit. Don't be mad at God. Because they went through so much worse. Mm-hmm. And still, he kind of made their mistakes. Yeah. But the fact that even this, I'd be like, the first, whenever I would be compared to a sheep in the midst of wolves, I'd be like, I think this is not the place for me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'd be like, I'm out. I think the wolves eat the sheep. So, you know, but then what we can keep reading, though, verse 24, it says, um, a disciple is not above his teacher, uh, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciples to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house uh, Beelzebub, how much more will they mow on those out of his household? So starting in verse 24, you know, a, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. You know, it is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. What's he, what's he saying here? I think it's um, like the disciples can't really or shouldn't really expect them to get treated any better than Christ did. Mm-hmm. So um, Christ got you know, persecuted, then they should expect the same. Like, he's just, I feel like this whole first little start here is kind of like a warning. Like, this is what you're getting yourself into. This is what it's going to cost to to follow me. And and we won't get to all of it, but and then he goes on and he says to the rest of the chapter why it's worth it, mm-hmm. why it's so good. And, and I wanted to go back real quick to um, uh, verse 22. Oh, I didn't mean to go on. I'm and he sorry. said, and you will be hated by all for... By all for my name's sake, but the one who endures it to the end will be saved. Do you like being hated? No. I knew that. I just wanted. I just wanted <laughs> you to say it. You know, I, there are people that do hate me. There's a few, not many, but there's like two, and I think about them a lot. Like it bothers me. Yeah, honestly. And so, and but like, and 
Jesus right here is like, you're going to be hated. And I want to go see the world. That is my goal. I would love to go see the world. But Christians in other places besides the United States are hated in a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. Like, and we're saying that same thing. If somebody had a gun to your head, would you still proclaim that? Like, do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. And like, I love to go see the world, but I talked to my dad. I was like, oh, I'd love to go see the pyramids. Like one day, that'd be great. And dad's like, well, if we go, then no women can come with us. It's me and you. We're wearing baseball caps, and we're going to be so undercover. They're not even know we're Americans. And I was like, imagine going through all that just to, and that's like today's age. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what. And they did that. They were if they were here today, they'd be like, oh, let's go see the pyramids real quick. And then as they're getting flogged, mm-hmm. and they just think that's normal. And I. That's just something that stuck out to me that no one likes to be hated, but then he says, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. It's such a comforting thought. And that's the promise. That, uh, kind of going back to what we were talking about before, like, Jesus is not promising you an easy passage. Mm-hmm. Passage. Jesus is not promising you that you're going to be loved by everybody. And that's the thing, too. I mean, if somebody doesn't like you because you're a Christian, don't be around them. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be around uh, them. Don't lose sleep over it. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that is comforting, and that's the promise that, you know, if you can endure that, you got nothing to worry about. Never. Nothing to worry about. And then I think it's it was in verse 24, you know, he's basically saying, and again, talking about the humility of Christ, but this is Jesus saying, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master, it is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign of those of his household? So this is Christ teaching. And I think it's so cool that it's, you know, it's so easy, especially now, to get a, a big head and be like, well, you will listen to me. Yeah. And it, we're not even anything close to Christ. Yeah. But, like, you know, as you get older and stuff like that, it's you will, I'm, I'm your boss, you will listen to me. Mm-hmm. And some people have that attitude. They really do. But Jesus is simply teaching, hey, you're no better than anybody else. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I'm Christ. You're certainly not better than me. It's just, hey, keep your humility. Yeah. You're not better than everybody else. I think that's, the humility of Christ just blows my mind. Yeah. It really does. But I agree. I guess the big thing that we want you, and it is kind of a harder episode to do when you just did one two days ago, but I mean, the persecution is what we really want to focus on, is God has not promised you an easy passage, but he promises you, if you can endure that ride, you're going to have the most amazing reward that you can even imagine. And we're going to talk about that more in the next podcast. We sure will. So we hope that you have a great week, and... Think about how you handle your persecution. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week. See ya.